Hello, and welcome back to Morgan's Universe. I am your host, Morgan, and I am here with my friend, Annie. Hello. I feel like we should, I feel like, I, f- I feel weird introducing you. Oh, do you want me to start saying, ah, I'm Annie? Maybe. And Annie. You can say your name. And Pearl. Oh. That didn't sound <laughs> I like that, though. I Amethyst. <laughs> and Pearl. Annie. Annie. <laughs> Morgan and Annie. That's it. That was a lot better. There, I like it. Okay, Kay. that can work. This is Annie. <laughs> this is it's Annie. It's Annie and Morgan. Um, okay, so we've decided to um, switch up a little bit, and instead of doing one episode per pod, one episode of Steven Universe n- instead of a one to one ratio, one exactly, we're going two to one. Yeah. So we're gonna do two episodes per. Right. Pod episode. Right. Two Stevens for one pod cast. Yeah. Um, so we've watched episode three and four. Mm-hmm. We just finished them. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking watching them with you. It's nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I <laughs> Toby never says anything like that. Uh, Toby's just over there asleep. Like, I don't know why my owner keeps bringing this person over <laughs> and ignoring me for a couple hours at a time. Normally I am the focus. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, Toby is our resident resident studio dog. Studio dog. She's very important. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, okay, but yeah, so we just watched Cheeseburger Backpack and Together Breakfast, which are episode three and four. Um, let's just get into it. Let's do a quick, I guess, quick summary. Mm-hmm. Quick summary. Okay, so Cheeseburger Backpack, episode three, season one, um, is like... The first time we enter any of the gym world at all. Um, so it starts with Steven retrieving a backpack in the mail, which we love an impulse buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nothing felt more relatable than novelty cheeseburger backpack. Novelty cheeseburger. I've been there. Yeah. Not an actual cheeseburger, but something. There's something there. Close. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. close. I've been there before. But yeah, so he receives this cheeseburger backpack in the mail and he's like, this is going to help me help the gems like i'm going to be a part of the team because of this backpack mm-hmm. which that mentality again very relatable right very relatable why do you, why else would you buy the backpack no there's no other reason no. um you think it's, it's, it's just it's like help you like trying life. to like fix a problem mm-hmm. like a large problem mm-hmm. with a very like a very simple not fully no, no. thought it's out it's not solution. just a backpack it's a cheeseburger it's, backpack you're absolutely so right so i am still like yes this makes so much sense it do- i mean the logic's there for me. For me, it's there. Um, so he gets this cheeseburger backpack. I'm worried that people will think we're being sarcastic, but genuinely, that's how my brain works. No, gen- when I'm, I'm b- shopping on the internet. No, I'm like, I'm so so yeah, serious. So about serious. This. Yeah. I've recently met, made many a purchase mm-hmm. with the same mentality. Yeah. Um, so he gets this cheeseburger backpack. He goes back into the into the um, the temple, the home, and the gems have all just arrived right in time. And he's like, they're like, we're doing some important gym business. You are not invited. And he's like, no, no, but I have a cheeseburger backpack. And a key card key, to membership. The key, it's yeah. a membership card yeah. for being a part of right. the uh, the journey. One more reason why on. you and I are buying these cheeseburger backpacks. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to be a part of the club. So they're reluctant. Well, Pearl is reluctant. Amethyst is on board. Mm-hmm. They he's like okay let me go let me pack my backpack he has this whole sequence of packing up his backpack with essential items Mm -hmm. 
um, that he has determined are essential. And then we warp to... Wait, you have to make sure we add the one essential item that's in there. Mr. Queasy. Mr. Queasy. Very important. Don't shake me, kid. Oh, I With thought you were telling me. I was like, sorry, man, sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about the. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll un- we'll unpack all of the shaking that you've been doing later. <laughs> no, um, no, Mr. Queasy, we, who we love, and then we warp. We warp to our first gem universe, gem world, gem location, if you will. That's a good word for it. And um, you know, we're at the ceasefire. And it is falling apart, mm-hmm. as Pearl has said, because um, they're on this mission to try to uh, maintain this location, this historical monument. Um, and then that's when Stephen joins the journey. And um, they encounter all these obstacles for which Stephen has surprising solutions for. Solutions that no one is expecting, mm-hmm. right? They're like... This backpack is not really going to do much, but we're going to let him come on the journey. And right. he's like, surprise, this actually worked. My backpack yeah. holds many of many an important object. Right. Um, there's a lot of um, fear going on. There's a lot of um, bravery. But we are going to get into those things later. Um, and at the end of the episode, after Stephen has proven that he um, has the chops, though they are... Though they are unique chops, but mm-hmm. he has them. He's he's done well. Right. Um, we get to the main moment where he was supposed to have ho- held the statue that's going to um, restore this monument in his backpack, and it's not in the backpack. Totally crazy that I, while watching that for the first time, I said, did he forget the monument? That was like the first thing you said when he was packing. Yeah. No, no, because I thought, he, in my head, I saw him take it out. He took out a first aid kit. That looked to me like the statue yeah. somehow. It, but also true. Like, I don't know where somewhere, he left yeah. it. I've actually watched this episode a couple times and been like, it has to be somewhere in the background, but I'm just right. not paying attention right. to it. Um, but yes, so he leaves it at home. The place falls apart. They are not successful in their journey of trying to restore this monument. And... Um, you know, but there's still a lot of love and um, and a lot of pain and, you know, like disappointment, but it's okay. Um, and that is the end of the episode. That is not the end of the episode. Oh, well, they have to raft back home. No, they stopped it. They put Mr. Upset Stomach in the... Oh, right. You mean Mr. Queasy. Mr. They try to put Mr. Queasy on instead of the, oh, the yeah. actual monument. Oh, you're saying it's not important because it didn't work. Well, d- yes. They yeah. try, they try his, like, they have a last attempt. Right. It doesn't work. Yeah. Everything falls apart. Okay, then they wrapped home. And then they wrapped okay. home. Yes. Um, Together Breakfast, which is the next episode, um, is about Stephen creating exactly what it sounds like, a Together Breakfast, um, which, very relatable. I could tell that you were really vibing with that In concept. a way, my, my heart hurt. I, look... Same. Yeah. Absolutely. That's like the first thing I wrote in my notes. Yeah. I was like, I relate way too deeply to way this. Way too hard. I was having a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I could feel you from from your side of the couch. I was like, are like, they ever going to have breakfast oh together? Oh, my God. I'm really so sad about it. I know. And Stephen was sad, too. He wants to, like, have breakfast with these people that he loves, and it's just, like, not working out for him. No. So, a lot of mysteries in this episode. Lots of mysteries. Yeah, that, we're learning so much. In these last couple episodes. And more questions. Lo- yeah, lots of lots of um, information, in, which lead to a lot of questions. Because, because so in, the, in Together Breakfast, 
They're all off doing something important. Yes, they're we in the temple. We see Garnet. Yes, we see Garnet. Yes. And she has something she has to burn. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into the te- she goes into the the, the temple brain cell. Oh, the temple. The temple. Okay. Yeah. The temple of the of the gems, mm-hmm. and then everyone comes home from a mission that right. we don't know anything about. Well, there's so so Garnet comes. I think they're all off doing different things. That's what I think too. Yeah. So Garnet has was on doing something completely individual, and she's like, "Gotta go burn this." Right. She goes into the temple. Amethyst. I don't know where she came from, but she's she Amethyst can shape shift, as you've seen. Mm. For the first time in this episode. Yeah. She comes in she as a from? cop. Oh, a cop. That was fucking weird. <laughs> I know. We're I mean, this episode was from like twenty fourteen or fifteen. And yet the the very awkward discomfort of a cop barging into your home I know. was not wrong. No. Like I mean the violation of someone coming in. I mean, Steven was very pissed. He was like, Oh yeah. Why I, are you doing yeah, this to me? Absolutely. Oh, he was also like, I'm here for breakfast and you're just like really not on board. Right. But and you also, got my breakfast wet. Yeah. Which they can't put something more heavy into the cartoon, but I'm imagining that this is like it's 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 a little yeah. prescient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like definitely the cop she shifts into is like I mean it's like a man. Oh, it's you know what I mean? Yeah, no. It's it's interesting, that choice. Um but so she comes in, barges in as shif- shape shifted into a cop, and is like, "I'm, you know, water guns him." Um, Stephen's unimpressed, and um, you know, and then she's like, and then her and Pearl have a moment. Pearl also comes home at the same time, and is like, or re- exits from the temple, and is like, "Your shit's in my like. Why is my That's stuff right. in your room?" Then they have tension, which why are circling you in her room, Pearl? right? Exactly. Circling back to, like, the tension between the two of them that we have, we're still learning about. Um, Then they go off and are like, oh, my God. And Amethyst is clearly pissed. Like, why were you in my room, as you said? Um, So then they go into the temple and Stephen's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm coming. I'm not going to get left here with this beautiful breakfast. I'm, I'm, we are eating this. Because I want to share this with people I love. So he enters and chaos ensues. He's very determined to collect everyone and throughout this journey ends up in a very precarious situation at the crystal heart, which is like the heart and soul of the temple. Right. And if something bad were to happen to the crystal heart, that would be detrimental, I'm assuming. So um, there are then, you know, at this point, Amethyst and Pearl have found him in the temple and are like, you gotta go kid. Yeah. This is, you can't be here. But now they're like, we have to now rescue you because you are in a place you shouldn't be and you don't know how to get out of. You can't get out of this. And in that moment, we also find Garnet, who is burning this thing. This this so suspicious. So very suspicious, Garnet. Um, but we learn that whatever she's burning, clearly bad spirits or something yeah. going on there. Um, and as she's trying to burn this thing, she gets distracted by Stephen's new like random appearance in this room and um chaos ensues and now we're fighting a monster and in that process the monster takes the form of the together breakfast right and attacks the crystal gems to which steven's like i'm not having any of it because he's got to protect feed and feed and protect is his motto he very much Mm -hmm. lots of food lots of protection coming from this kid get that He's very, he's, those are like major important plot. Like those are very important to him. Okay. Um, 
lots of food themes in this show. Um, But so he, you know, he's like, he finds the courage to back this monster breakfast into the fire pit and save everyone. Like the brilliant kid he is. Right. Um, Which again, like within the past two episodes, Steven has saved their asses a couple of times. He's really out. He's smart. Mm. That's so clear. Um, But, you know, then we exit the, everyone's saved. We exit the temple and they're like, okay, now we're going to have this breakfast. They make a beautiful breakfast together and then realize they can't eat it because they've just, they were just attacked by a breakfast. And that's the end of the episode. What are you thinking? I felt like this, not for the first time, but but definitely in the largest sense, I was really feeling things mm. somehow. Yeah, I was. Re- I was feeling you. pretty emotional for both of these episodes, mm. uh, for a lot of different reasons. Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> well, my first obviously is just relating to Stephen for both. The backpack purchase and the breakfast situation. I know. So in that sense, I really felt sad multiple yeah. times. Was the sadness you think like you felt sad for Steven or oh, you I felt, felt sad I felt because sad for me. That's mm, the truth of it all. Mm, yeah, I feel like uh, these episodes especially reminded me of like what I appreciate about Steven Universe is that even though everyone's flawed, which we've already seen. Um, I feel like the way things are handled from the gems to Steven is that they're handled with a lot of love and a lot of compassion. And um, when I think back to like when I did things like that as a child, I was not handled in that way. That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. So it's like had I bought a cheeseburger backpack-esque thing, I mean, as a child, I did not have access to funds. But when I would make impulsive decisions... Let's, let's say the metaphorical cheeseburger the backpack. The metaphorical cheeseburger backpack. Um, and in those, in those, you know, you have your reasonings for it. But Stephen was met with, okay, this is a little crazy, but sure. Let's humor you. Let's try it. Let's give you a chance. Responsibility. Giving him responsibility. Yeah. Allowing him... And, and what I wrote down about that episode is that he was allowed to fail forward. Mm. He literally... Like, he is the reason that this thing falls apart. And they are upset about it. And then they're like, okay, well, it's fine. Like, you made a mistake and it's fine. And we love you. I'm still feeling tense, though. Mm. I'm still feeling guilt about me and Steven not following through on this mission. Oh, so you're feeling, like, disappointment. I am. I am. Of, yeah. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm saying that because I'm I'm concerned about my reaction to it. Mm. Are you feeling, I'm so feeling bummed. Like residual? I'm so bummed that it didn't work out. I know. You wanted to. But, but like, where does that come from? I know. No, I know. No, I, yeah. I know. I'm thinking about it as we speak. Yeah. Because I think that like if. I'm going to be thinking about this for days. It's the fact that Steven didn't bring. Literally. Welcome to the show. Because like. For me, had I done something like that, I would never be given a chance again. No. As a kid. Nor would I give myself a chance again. No, but here's the thing is that when you're, I mean, if you, I think Steven is like 11 years old, essentially. Like he's like, he's like tween. Yeah. Right. Um, And at that age, when you do something like that, like you're learning how to respond to those kinds of things. Right. And 
when I was younger and I failed at something or or was messy or didn't do something right, I was not allowed to do it again. Right. So even you saying like, oh, I would have never let myself try again. Oh, that's it's brutal. Like, that's why I'm so fucking sad. Yeah, you. It's not like you. You told yourself to be that way. That was learned no. behavior. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just thinking about. There's so many different examples of this, but like, I don't actually lose a lot of stuff in my life. Like my mom and mm. loses a ton of shit. My dad loses a ton of shit. I'm so messy that when I lose something, it's it feels like a a character attack uh, because mm-hmm. I'm so messy. Right, so you're like, oh, I, like... It's because it's, of my character flaw. Yeah. However, overall, I have lost fewer things in my life than my entire family. Mm. Like, I still have the same... I've never lost a cell phone. I've never... I've lost a cell phone. I've either. never lost a pair of sunglasses. You know, I'm just oh, like, I all have, of these but yeah. things... But I'm, it's not a comparison of me. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm comparing the, the fact that I feel like you someone feel who like loses you're worse. people... Loses things. Whoa. I feel, <laughs> you oh feel God. like, let's talk about you it. You feel like you lose people. <laughs> I feel like I'm someone who loses items, even though my, my rate is actually probably a lot lower. Right. Like you're which is a the, really big metaphorical statement. You the reality of, of who you are is very different than how you interpret yourself. And because of my character flaws of being messy. Okay, let's not call them character flaws. No, no, no. Sorry. My, like, <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. Like, you're, 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 um, you're like believed character flaws of being messy. Yeah, my perceived my perceived yeah. character flaw of being messy leads you leads to leads me to face greater punishment for things that messy people are known for like losing right. things. Oh my god. But the truth is is I'm like, oh, I know that there's that things under the corner of my bed right now. Right. Oh, I'm the yeah. same. And so Yeah. And that's exact Oh my gosh, so it's exactly what Amethyst said in the next episode was when they were like, how can you find anything? And she says, I have a system. She does have a system. Oh, absolutely. And I was like, relatable. Amethyst is truly just like our ADHD queen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same with Steven. Okay. I know. Like, and that's why I think that's why they like have the special bond. Right. Is that they both have this kind of like chaotic energy. Right. Which we talked about Um, at length. Last last time. Absolutely. But yeah, Steven, Steven, um, it's so what I love about this show is that I feel like it allows me to explore a different childhood model than what I was given. Oh, I just got chills. I know. It's like it's like, wow, what if that had what if I had been mm-hmm. treated that way in these situations, you know? Um, because like he he messed up. And like in the fact that you're even like feeling it so heavy, you're like, Oh my god, like I'm so disappointed. Like his parental figures aren't even disappointed. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, and I know that it's like, it's, it's giving, giving this window into like what the possibility oh, is yeah. that I did not experience. And clearly you did not either. <laughs> um, over clearly, here crying. <laughs> I know. Well, cause like it's, I'm the same way. Like I have these things that I deem to be character flaws that are just personality traits. Right. There are symptoms of ADHD. Sometimes it's just like you are this kind of person. Like some people are just messy. And being messy isn't even necessarily a bad thing, which I love that we see that from Amethyst in the next episode. She is messy and she (gasps) accepts herself. But she's also taking on Pearl's trash. Well, first of all. So, whoa. Let's, I mean, yeah. Pearl and, and like no accountability from Pearl. No. None. 
And it's, and you know what I will say, I know that we're jumping around, but I feel like it's fine. <laughs> um, I will say we were talking about our frustration with Pearl and I think it's cause Pearl does represent a lot of the maternal figures that we struggled with in our adolescence, but getting back to the difference between Steven universe and our actual lives is that Pearl responds to Steven's failure mm. with so much love. She's so proud of him. Even though she was the one who was like the most hesitant, she is still so proud of him at the end of a uh, cheeseburger backpack. I have another shocking revelation to Let's offer. Get go for it. While we were watching cheeseburger backpack, mm. Pearl did. She had she had a, a plan, or she mm. was like going to mm. handle something. And I was like, oh, wait, she did something very specific that was. I, re- I feel like I felt your energy shift when it was it when she was planning out how to get a rate around the crystal shrimp. And yeah. she had that whole like, OK, so we're going to do this and then you're going to do this and then I'm going to do this. Right. So uh, she said something right before that, though. She did something right before that in that episode. And okay. I, I don't remember what it was, but I said that is giving my mom energy. Oh, it was when she was walking around the temple and was like oh this is messed up okay oh this is like oh that's wrong oh that's mm, that shouldn't be like that yeah so so pearl starts looking around the temple Mm. and is like oh god like i'm so worried about its presentation yes i immediately think that's giving my mom energy Mm. she always she already has this maternal energy but i was like that's my mom energy yeah that specific moment immediately after that we see her planning out how to resolve resolve an mm-hmm. issue and not only i think because i'd already primed my brain to be like that's my mother and like mm. in the last few years i have generated a lot of affection and appreciation for my mother even while asserting my boundaries for good reasons but like yeah i have generated Ugh. more love and sympathy for her than i ha- probably have in my life yeah so I'm, I'm already primed for that so i see my mom Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's got a great plan. It's probably going to work. Then Steven, either me or my dad, sir, get in this moment mm. just being like, eh, we're just going to do this. And yeah, it's like, like kind of undermining. Undermining. And it was obviously we love to cheer for Steven. It worked out. But at that, at that moment, I was like. You were feeling really I was feeling. Heavy. I was feeling good for Pearl. I was feeling it for Pearl. Wow. And look then, at that. I know. And then immediately after. He well, does that. She goes, my plan would have worked too. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. There's, so I yo, felt really in my feels on that. And it made me, mm-hmm. it switched, it honestly switched everything for it's, me. On it changed Pearl. your perspective. And you she's, said you felt it. That's crazy. Yeah. She's, she is looking for validation. Right. And I know why. Right. You're going to learn why yeah. when you learn about Pearl's story. But you can tell, like, you're starting to figure out why Pearl acts the way that she does. Like, it's starting to, like, come to light. Like, she is, she's very, like, detailed and, like, I, I got to do everything right. I got to do, right. like, I am, you know, I'm the plan person. Like, I, you know, she's very, like, uh, meticulous mm-hmm. and um, detail-oriented and it's, like. Annie's word of the day is fastidious. Oh, I like that. Thank you. She's very fastidious. Um, and and it's for a reason. Like, it seems like Pearl, I mean, clearly in that moment, like that, I actually really related to when she said, my plan would have worked too. Because you only say that sort of thing 
when you're feeling like small about oh, yeah, yourself. Definitely. That's not the kind of thing you say if you're like, oh, no, that that's great. Like, that's fine. You yeah. know, like clearly she's feeling small and a little bit hurt in that moment. And I relate to that so deeply as someone who's constantly like on this journey to prove themselves to seek validation. Um, and I think that's like what we were saying, like, even from the first episode, you see a lot of yourself. You can see yourself in every character. Um, oh, even yeah. even the, the characters that you don't relate to them as fully. Um, because I really relate to Pearl in that moment. And, like, that that need to um, be seen mm. and be Seriously. acknowledged Seriously. and be valued. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and like you said, we love Steven. Like, I, like... I also am feeling like so proud of Steven in this episode because he's being so brave. Like right. this is like the first time he's ever been allowed to go on a mission. Mm. And he's like, I've been given this opportunity. Yeah. It's a big deal. And I'm, I'm taking it like he takes it really seriously totally. and he takes it really seriously in his own way. Like it's not the way right. Pearl would do it. It's not the way Amethyst would do it. And it's not the way that Garnet would do it, but they allow him right. to do it his way. Right. And he still fails and they're still proud of him. And that's like amazing. And I cannot my, relate to that. No, my body's holding tension about his failure still. Oh my gosh, Annie. I know. Yeah, I, know. I get it. I get it. Because that is not like I have been working so hard on my own relationship with failure. Absolutely. Recently. Absolutely. Um, and I think that the show, if if that's something that like it there's a lot of failure in the show. Oh, yeah. So much of it. Um, I mean, that's like what makes good TV, sure. But it also is like the things that people fail at are so integral to their like. Oh, yeah. To like their person and like what they want to show the world, you and, know. And I got to say, specifically in kids shows, mm. failure is not an option. Oh. Know. Like, the, I think the medium of it being a cartoon for me, I'm like, there's no way they end this episode without a success. And they did. I mean, they end it with a, a familial success. A but familial I, success, But I'm success, like, yeah. every model of kids show, because the <laughs> like, so emotional mm. when we watch these episodes, mm. when things don't work out, I'm like, they're supposed to work out. Right. So kids that's TV's an emotional tax. That's kids, like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm saying... They're challenging. Yeah. They're challenging. This show, this show is is going to challenge you. There's going to be a lot of episodes where things don't resolve. Mm -hmm. Like I hate that. There's not always a resolution in the show, um, at least not in the way that we're traditionally right. taught to, right. especially with, like you said, with children's TV show where things like all end up okay. I know. And I think that the show really is trying to explore something different, like what happens if things aren't okay. Um, and let me tell you, this is just, this is a minor failure in the grand scheme. I of can't. The show. <laughs> uh, but I also love how, because of that, we're allowed to explore other options. And there's a lot of that too, which I appreciate because I think, um, especially, I mean, I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, yes, I can. Yeah, I haven't even said it. You're like, mm -hmm, yep. Were, were your parents also very, like, binary with the way that they were, like, there's good and bad, there's yes and no, there's wrong and right? Were they binary? <laughs> and how? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think it would be hard not to at their... I know. Well, I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of, like, 
exploration of like what's in the middle in this show. I think what I would want to add a caveat to that is mm. like they are very binary. I think in how they raised me, but yeah. they are actually quite interesting people to me. And, right. Um. Therefore, like. They're party animals, which I think is... Oh, that's fun. Which is really interesting, and I've obviously hated it to my core when I was a youth. <laughs> but as a, as a now an up-and-coming... Up-and-coming. As an up-and-coming adult. <laughs> <laughs> you may hear me on the adult circuit. As someone who's becoming an adult, yeah, and, like, either my friends are having kids or people that I knew as teenagers are having kids, uh, I am more alike in age with these people that I babysit than I am with the kids that I'm baby, you know, all, right. all of this shifting, stuff. Things yeah. are shifting for me. And I'm like, good for my parents. Right. Like, that's awesome. Way to go. Having, yeah. having parties and friends and like yeah. drinking late uh, into the out. Like my parents were not like that. I know most people yeah. aren't. And so I'm, I'm kind of like good for you. Right. Because raising me, at, you know, maybe was, was not, the only thing you did. Yeah. Which I respect. That is, that's honestly very special because that's not common. No. Um, And I also just want to say, like, we're talking a lot about, like, mental health and then also, like, our childhoods and things that, like, weren't, like, you know, that we're working through. Um, But I think we're both very lucky that we, like, yeah. do still love our parents and, oh, like, yeah. have family units that we care for, which isn't ever, like, you know, I understand that trauma and family like you know I know a lot of people who aren't really connected with their families and you know everyone's journey is different but um we're talking about things that were difficult and like I think that um oftentimes like what every child needs and what everyone needs as they're growing up it's like impossible to fully know absolutely because I know that my parents were doing the best that they could. Totally. And, um, but like my brain was just different because everyone's kid's brain is different. And so it's like a lot of like critical thinking about the things that we experienced, but also understanding a lot. I mean, as we even explore like Steven's parental figures in this show, it's a lot of um, being like, oh, maybe that wasn't like so great for this this person or this wasn't so great for me but understanding like why you are this way why they're this way and having acceptance over it you know what's, what's I'm, I'm really quite touched that you knew to include me in the in a world where uh appreciating my parents humanity i'm very i'm quite flattered mm. that that you knew that about me without mm. having us directly spoken about it yeah um but like I just think my parents really did do their best with what they had. And I really respect them. And I think part of the last two years, I might have already just said this on this podcast episode, but I might have also just been talking to you in general. But like Mm. just kind of coming to terms with the fact that my parents are just humans. Yeah. And being. That's real. Yeah. And like you grieve. So you grieve this weird childhood. That you never had. That you never had. And you grieve. The fact that, like, you're never going to be the child your parents want. Mm-hmm. You grieve the fact that your parents aren't perfect and that they're going to die. It's just one of those things <laughs> where you're like, lot. there's so much to do when you're twi- mid-20s <laughs> in terms of, like, how you see yourself and your parents. Yeah. And it is, like, absolutely my affection for them hasn't, has only grown in the last couple years. Yeah. And my appreciation for them. And, like, I've written this book 
Circling back to Annie's book. (laughs) Self-promotion. This little self-promo slut right now. But I just think um, I really am starting to, like, accept that I wrote it to them specifically. Mm. That I wrote this book for them. Because I needed to say something to them without interruption without projection without yeah like the fear of god telling them to shut me up you know it's one of those right, things where like right. someone tries to have a hard conversation with you the first thing you do is shut down uh-huh. so and i'm i'm guilty of that so right i'm like no no i didn't do anything perfect wrong. yeah no yeah. every i think and you saw how i reacted <laughs> to the failures of steven you're today. like i can't even handle a cartoon Failure, exactly. failing. yeah so so i think that like i needed to to take a deep breath and just be like let me tell you everything everything yeah let me lay it out lay it out and you know what's interesting is I've definitely I feel like I still have a desire to do that with my family a little bit and the time may come um and I'm sure it will in time um but yeah I think that I I definitely like for me my story with my parents was very like super super close-knit family unit without any like no critique when I was young always butting heads like always like pressed up against and being like this doesn't feel quite right but also like this is the way it is and then leaving for college and being like and then like I went through like maybe five or six years where I was just like very resentful like I kind of fell out and I was really angry Mm -hmm. um and um I'm like I feel that yeah yeah and I think that that's really common um and I think that now I'm at a place where I have a lot of like a more balanced perspective, which is exactly what we were just talking about. It's like grieving, like, I mean, I mean, both of us super late ADHD diagnoses, which we talked about last episode. And I, when I got diagnosed, um, it's so interesting because I actually like um, talked to my mother about it at, at different stages. I've been diagnosed for a, a minute now. Um, you know, a couple years. But when I first got diagnosed, I was really fucking angry. Like, I was just like, how could you not see all these things? Like, I struggled so much. Like, weren't you supposed to take care of me? You were my parents. Like, I was failed, you know, like, and my life was so hard and I couldn't take care of myself. I was a child, you know, and like, and all these other things that you did unknowingly made all of it worse, you know, all of this anger. And it's so interesting because recently I was talking to my mom um, on the phone and I brought up something that's like a struggle with ADHD, like like a like oh it's so hard for me to like know what's in my fridge, so she she goes spoiled, and I'm like creating the system, but you know, like one of the millions of problems that happen when you have right. <laughs> attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, and my mom offered a suggestion, and then for the first time, I think probably like, I mean it was so po- it felt so poignant to me. She goes oh. Well, that's not going to work because of, and then inserted like, like an actual ADHD problem. And it was like the first time that I feel like I've ever heard her experience that she was out of depth and been like, I actually don't know what's best for you in this situation. And I'm not going to pretend like I do. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to leave that up to you because you seem like you know what you're doing. And, and then she expressed disappointment for not knowing better. Right. In in like in my childhood, like I wish we'd known. And and you'd think after all these years of me being angry, I would have been like, yeah. But what happened was because I have a lot more acceptance. I was like, you know, you were a black, low income woman raised in a black family. 
you know, not that that's like, you know, I, I'm sure there are black people and women who have a different experience, but I'm like, of course you didn't know. Yeah, of course. Of course you didn't know. Of well, course you didn't know what to do. Of course you didn't know the resources. How could you have known? And not even as like an excuse. Of course I wish it was different. But I think for the first time in my life, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I wish it was different. But I understand why it is the way it is. And I'm not angry anymore. I mean, talk about pathologizing. Like that generation dealt with mm. so much um, black culture pathologizing. So oh like, my God. it's not like... ADHD was the least of... Oh, my God. Oh, my can God. Can you even imagine? Like, that would be... Like, it... Yeah. Well, first of all, just, like, in general, like, sans even being a person of color... Right. Like, mental health in general is really just becoming a thing just becoming. now. You right. know what I mean? Like, even, you know, I was, I was a child in the generation where... And I'm sure this is still happening. I don't have kids, you know. But, like, where people are just, like... If you are on medication, if your kid's diagnosed, it's like a fucking, oh, yeah. Oh, a fucking death sentence. Like your kids, you're just not parenting well enough and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, like no one's going to approach it with an open mind. And and on top of that, like in general, like being a woman, being socialized as a woman, like the symptoms are super different, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But then also being black, like what mental health issues? Like you don't have, (laughs) I'm sure there are people of color and I know this is not specific to being black, but like when you are a person of color and I can only speak from the experience of being a black woman, mental health problems do not exist. No. You don't get to have mental health problems. Okay. You, you, the world hates you. Absolutely. So you better suck it up. Right. And you better show up as your best version of yourself every day. And and, and you get over it because the world, you just got to prove to the world that you are, that you're, you know what I mean? Like when I was a kid and I was obviously hyper emotional. Totally. Um, there was definitely a change in language as I got older, but it was a lot of like, suck it up, be a big girl. Totally. You know, we don't, we don't cry here, mm-hmm. you know, like, like there was, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot, and I get it, because my mother was raised by my grandparents, who were literally alive and experiencing, like, you know, like, all of, like, all of the shit, like, all yeah, of the, the law, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, it's like, of course, they're not like, okay, as a black man and a black woman in America, where, you know, we were literally born, like, right after Jim Crow laws were like we're not like okay and now I get to openly cry about my no. feelings <laughs> like, that no. doesn't exist and it's kind of like it's it's funny that I said earlier in the episode that as a as a quote messy person I'm not allowed to lose things mm. very similar obviously much more serious mm. but like uh because of all of the different like social tactics there were to undermine black people um and including legislation, including mm. laws, um, including social, um, less like legal laws, more social laws that mm-hmm. end up resulting in either things like incarceration or corporal punishment or something yeah. like that. You, if, if the, if there is a certain, uh, like cultural pathology, which was very popular for, for conservative politicians at the time to like quote as like, there's a different culture. Mm. Um, you can't mess up because no. all you're doing is 
You're making, just making it worse. You're feeding quote, you're feeding. It w- quotes worse, but right. like you're feeding this myth of messiness or like whatever you right. want to add to exactly. it. Angriness, uh, exactly. Oh yeah. my gosh, the fact I think about. I mean, I've dealt with this a lot um, growing up and being someone who does have a lot of feelings. Like I was a very um, angry kid, which makes sense, you know, thinking about all of my undiagnosed mental health stuff going on. I was too. Um, and so I was kind of violent and angry and aggressive. Um, and even now I have like internalized this, I'm not allowed to be angry thing Mm -hmm. as a black woman, you know, um, which is obviously not true. Right. And I get trapped in this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm, not supposed to be angry because if people see me as angry, that's going to like create, it's going to like finalize this thought process that people have that black people are angry and black women are angry, um, which I don't believe in. So I feel like I'm allowed to be angry. I should be angry. But then if I do, I don't know how it's going to impact the greater thing. It's like, it's like this whole mind fuck. (laughs) It's fucking, it's too much. I know. It's horrible. I mean, so I'm going to give you this book after we finish today. Okay. And it's literally about this. It's called Sister Citizen. And Oh, I feel like I've heard of this okay. book. Yeah. Genius professor Melissa Harris Perry. Yes. Me, throw a book on it. <laughs> Who do I think I am? Ah! Um, <laughs> we love Annie throwing books on um, it. I also would love to click. I know that we're shifting. No, no. Go ahead. I love how we both, because I think we talked about books last episode, and I just want to clarify that I don't fucking read. And I don't mean I don't I don't think I do read. I, I am not like a sit down, no. like well, opening yeah. a book. ADHD, well, and you know what? Everyone's different. Some people are like ADHD. I can't do audio books. Right, me. Because they're, yeah. they make me distracted. Um, But it's like very funny because I really value books, but it's so like accessing them can be so difficult. So I, as someone who had a lot of self-hatred and still does sometimes when people on podcasts would like recommend books <laughs> and things I'd be like Hello. I'd like want to do it and then I'd be like I'm such a piece of shit because I can't like yeah, access totally. this information blah 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 um so just know that we're like throwing things out there as resources but like it's fine like yeah. if you're not you know and the good I mean? news is I'm just gonna summarize it right now so please so summarize. we don't even need to read but i do want to make sure i heavily credit melissa harris perry mm. who is a professor i think she's currently at wake forest but she has some association at duke maybe somehow because my one of my professors like mentored with her she's a genius okay. she used to have a talk show and of course has there's been a lot of political um network drama in a, a very intelligent black woman keeping her show because of mm. things um can't i don't this is there's too too much not enough time to talk about the media (laughs) issue there but her whole thesis is about um this idea of of something called i'm gonna get into a teacher mode for a second i'm so sorry but it's it's a section of this literature that i feel very passionate about because it's so such a useful Mm. metaphor so most harris perry writes about something called the crooked room Mm. and it is based on the psychological experiment where psychologists brought participants subject um subjects into a room that had zero uh physical viewpoints of orienting yourself up and down Mm. so there was nothing in the room to help you know what was straight up and down got it okay so then they would do experiments where they would shift um objects so they could shift 
picture frames or they would shift doorways mm-hmm. and they would make it look like the room was shifted at an angle. And as it turns out, up to, I think, 30 degrees. I'm making up numbers now, but I know it's most and it's possibly 80% of people don't know that they're n- that they're in a crooked room up to 30 degrees, which is significant. Yeah, that's a lot of that's degrees. It's a significant number yeah. to be off. Um, and so then there's two results that happen. You either overcompensate because you know it's crooked uh-huh. or you don't know it's crooked. Right. Okay, so those are the two states of responding to a world that is, quote, skewed. Uh-huh. Now, imagine you're a genius like Maris- Melissa Harris-Perry. She takes this whole, this one experiment and applies it to black women in America mm. and how they cope with the very typical stereotypes that black women face. Mm-hmm. So the three she lists, and I think there's a fourth one that she says is like a new one, but she really studied these three things. Mm-hmm. Sapphire, um, s- the sapphire stereotype, which is, I think, angry black woman. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not. Sapphire could be the over-sexualized one. I don't, I'm now okay. forgetting, but. but. Okay, so we've got. Memory issues. So we'll just say, instead of the names, we'll do angry black woman, hyper hypersexualized mm-hmm. black woman, and mammy figure black woman. Oh my God. Annie. <laughs> well, of course I like, as someone who also, it's like, yeah, I'm like very familiar with all of these. And right, of course. Okay, well, no finish, because I want to talk, but. But after you, I want to finish what she well, I just, discovered. What she what she talks about, and I'm only saying this to help you feel valid. Not you don't need my help in doing <laughs> it, but like to to validate what you've already described, mm-hmm. which is when you have a world that sees you as one of those three things. Mm-hmm. Everything you do, whether it is overcompensate or let's say. Um, any action, so you so any action you do is in response has to be physically or psychologically related to the stereotype that you already face, both for you Uh, and the society that you live in. Right. So, like, you cannot look at your actions in a vacuum. Right. Because they're not. They are faced, they're pitted against these these three plus, many more, you know. Right. uh, There's strong black women now. That's like, you you have to be perfect Mm -hmm. as a response to this history of um, being seen as, like, either criminal or, or something like that. Right. Uh. And then there's other things like welfare queen, anything, uh, basically any stereotype that you're coming at as a mind-to-artized person who's not in power, uh-huh. anything you do is always going is to be always going to be compared to those that, the stereotypes. Yeah, right. There's all so it's either you're going to be in alignment with or unaligned with, but it's always in relation and it's to something else. Always at the expense of the person doing it. Of course, it. yeah. Of course, um, it's so interesting. It's it, it, yeah, I love loving this, um, where we're going with this. I love how I walked in here today. So for context, today, I'm, <laughs> I no, know I know. Annie going. literally knows. Where, Cause like I walked in today, I'm wearing a pair of like, like tight leggings and like a tube top, um, like a bandeau, not even a tube top. Like it's a cropped thing. And, um, I'm wearing clothes that are both revealing and also tight on my body. And I like, it's like, I know, um, uh, like, I can't think of the word. Like, I know I look good and not in like a, like, oh, I look good right now. Like, I know it looks good on me, right? Yeah. Like, in just like a, you know, completely removing the preference thing. You know what I mean? Like, it fits. My body looks fine. But like, I'm having this whole 
crisis of being like of presenting this way Mm -hmm. it's like the presentation of looking like like hypersexual which isn't like the clothes itself are not hypersexual right Right. they're just fucking clothes right it is the fact that they are on my body Mm -hmm. um as not only a woman but also a black woman and not only as a black woman but also a very curvy black woman um and fat and like all these things that you know there are people who look at me and like even if they could never see my face and they just saw like my ass would be like I like that one you know what I mean just because they're they hypersexualize people with body types like mine and right whatever and it's just like like I can't just like you know getting I've been thinking about like as I've been um really trying to explore my relationship with my uh, presentation and my appearance um I've been in like another phase of that I feel like I'm always like thinking and rethinking um how I present to the world and you know working through like the um internalized beliefs around that um but I'm like in this place where like maybe a year or two ago I wouldn't have worn this at all right because of the fact that it was tied to something else and now it's like I'm trying to wear it anyway knowing that other people are going to view me like that regardless of how I view myself um and trying to find acceptance with both of those things being true it's like I am getting dressed for me I'm like I like the way it feels like it's very soft fabric you know and it's hot outside, so I like, you know what I mean? Like, all these other reasons for me to love this garment. And also, I do look good. Like, I look hot, you know what I mean? But, like, then it's, like, learning to let that outweigh the fact that societally, like, so many people as I walk around are just going to view me as, like, hypersexualized black woman right now. Um, and trying to determine where my line is to where I go, like, I don't want to feed into that anymore. Like, when is, when is, like, my happiness, like, my desire for my own happiness outweigh yeah. um, the, like, stereotyping that happens from, as a result of that, versus um, when is the stereotyping too much? And, like, I, I decide I don't want to engage with this thing that might make me happy. Like, I feel like there's been this, like, like, I'm always playing this balance. Oh, yeah. All the time. Um, I mean, I literally, like, have been having this weird, like, aversion to dresses and skirts. Um, and it's primarily because of what that represents. Mm-hmm. Not even that I don't like myself in them. Um, but more so that I think about how I'm viewed as I wear those clothes. Totally. Um, and, like... Is that should that be enough of a reason for me to not exist my life to the fullest? Um, I'm curious about this book now. It's called Sister 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 Citizen. I'll let Sister you borrow Citizen. it right from my shelf. Okay, thank you. Um, but I do need it back because it's got my annotations in it, and I okay. You know what? But here's my thing. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to go buy it on Audible. Perfect. Not a plug. I'm not really <laughs> like. I don't like Amazon. But sometimes they do but things. But Audible is very I did so accessible m- so for me. So much research to see if there was a better alternative to Kindle, and there is not. Just yeah. Th- I, I don't. You said that all so well and with so much uh, vulnerability that I don't need to. 
copy it when I tell you that I can understand just from a gender perspective. Yeah. Um, and, and it is as much as, as, um, whiteness is a total privilege. Um, if there's anything you can do to impact your, (laughs) your appearance, it's dress gender ambiguously. Yeah. So like, obviously I'm very protected in many ways and like I can get away with some things and not feel, um, this, the safety of my skin color is still there. Yeah. Um, but there is this like visual change in me that like mm-hmm. I, I experienced some something somewhat somewhat similar to that. And clothing being such a huge part of androgyny and, and yeah. a part of gender queerness, like um, you know, I used to always worry that people would see me as, and I'm gonna use square scare quotes and and if scare quote air quotes. I mean, no, no scare quotes like scare, scare quotes. quotes because they'll see me as quote dikey. Uh huh. Um, so I'm using that because that's you know not nice, right? So that's why they're scare quotes. I get it. I think you use it when you're trying to make it clear that like I'm thinking in book writing, like you use it to make it clear that that's not something that you say often. It's right. It's not like say. yeah. It's like it's like how people perceive the situation, not necessarily how you feel right. about and it. I think I yeah. used to be really really scared of like if I wear long shorts, I'll look this yeah. certain way. And and it's like and and. I relate, I mean, clearly, like, we're having this discussion. I relate to that so much, and all of that, it's, like, and then the the crisis I've been having, which I, is, like, what I was just talking about, is, like, when do you, when do you live for you? Yeah. When do you live for you and not for other people? And when does it, and then it becomes, like, but is it a safety issue? Okay? Because I am wearing these clothes that I feel great in. Right. I think I look good. But now I'm afraid that men are going to talk to me in ways that I don't want. Like, I have this anxiety of going out in public, public today. You know what I mean? Like, going out and going to walk and get a coffee Mm -hmm. and going to run my errands and, like, the attention that that's going to bring to me. And, like, it sucks because I should not have to think about that. Just like how you shouldn't have to think about, like, how people are going to interact with you based on on wearing what you want to wear. Right. Um. And it's, like, it's just very, it sucks because it, I, like, I always get into this thing where it's, like, it's just fucking frustrating. It like, it's like just. A, it feels it's, like a trap. It's, it's a, such a trap, and it's so frustrating um, because I wish I could just, I wish everyone could just exist as they are. Right. And be who they want to be. Um, and, and it's just, it like, the world is not fucking set up for that, and even though, there was so much, there's been so much um, up-leveling in that, you know? Totally. Like, there has been a lot more, um, like, room for expression, and a lot more people are like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter if she does look hypersexualized to me. Like, I'm still not going to street call this this woman right now. You know what I mean? There has been a lot of shifting in that, but it's still so, like, we're still, we still just have so far to go, because... And mental gymnastics. It's mental gymnastics. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think anyone who is not, like, in complete alignment with um, whatever the quote-unquote norm is, which, like, I don't even understand what that is because I feel like I'm surrounded by so many people who don't align to that. Yeah. But, like, if, like, I am just, I'm not, like, I'm not white, thin, hyper feminine, and um, in like a way that's like 
not critical of femininity, you know what I mean? Where I just like, I'm yeah, just yeah, like yeah. existing as like a traditional woman without thought about it. Yeah, we would put a lot of square quotes around. Oh, so like many square quotes. Yes, yeah, yes, femininity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, hopefully, y- y'all as the listeners will start to understand the tone that we take with these things, right. so we don't have to be so scared. Scare quotes. <laughs> scare quotes is how we talk about almost everything. 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 Um, but like. Because I'm not in alignment with those things, that means that, like, I'm always having to do the mental gymnastics. yeah. Right? The minute you're, like, I am not in alignment with, like, even, like, traditional femininity. Even if you're, like, a straight, thin woman, but you're, like, I don't like to be traditionally feminine, or I don't, like, feel like that's me, and I don't want to engage with it. It's, like, now you have to do mental gymnastics about something. 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 I don't know what the fuck that is, but something. Because there's definitely something. Everything, yeah. And I I even, like, as much as I harbor some resentment towards this this theoretical person that we're talking about. (laughs) Right, because you're like, oh, my God, you have it so fucking easy. And then I'm like, (laughs) you you must have done some mental gymnastics today. There had to be something. There had to be. Uh, Yeah, I really do struggle. I mean, I've been struggling with this. Uh, and like the very, the ep- it's funny because the epilogue of my book is actually like, am I, is this even real or am I just like faking? <laughs> oh my God. Like, am I genderqueer Bro. or am I just faking yeah. this whole thing? I really think that yeah. all the time. Oh, I've been, Annie, uh, yeah, I've been having that same, that same discussion with my relationship to queerness. Yeah. But that's, I think, a, a conversation for another day, but yeah. Yeah, but like, so for instance, there's a certain, and I'll say this, currently we live, and especially where you and I spend our times in our days, yes. some clout to being queer. <laughs> some hashtag <laughs> clout. Like some hashtag. Again, scare, air quotes. Air quotes, scare quotes, but like it's real. Clout, clout. The clout is real. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, I feel, in my own micro, micro world, like, okay, there's some clout to being genderqueer. Yeah. Because you, for a lot of reasons, I, I'm honestly even too scared to go down ex- trying to explain that until oh I God, formed I a better thought about it. Yeah. But, like, I'm like, okay, am I just pretending to join some club because Ugh. I, Annie. because yeah. I, like, am tired of being a, a cis. I don't want to be in the yeah. other club, so am I just trying to am enter I faking? this other. Yeah. And I it, know. And I'm like, why, I just, why does that need to cross my mind? I know. When I'm like, you've always wanted to be a little boy. <laughs> like that. and my gender is not man it's little Me, little boy little boy <laughs> <gasps> Annie is 12 year old boy literally a prepubescent non-hormonal tiny boy I've recently oh man I was watching this youtuber I love um getting into neurodivergency and my special interests I'm very into the sims we haven't gotten into that yet that's well, not what that's, this pod- I bet that's gonna be coming up I, I'm sure within the span of this podcast it will come up but there's a YouTuber I watch who's a Sims YouTuber, and um, they were, like, talking about autism and how they're autistic, and they were like, yeah, like, my gender, like, if I could have a body, I would have a Ken doll with, like, nothing. It would just be, like, round. It would be smooth. Yeah. And it's so funny, because I know so many people who relate to that. They're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to be flat and smooth. Yeah. Like I Literally, just nothing. There's yes. not. There's nothing Avo- to my body. Avoid of sexualization in all shapes and forms. Yeah, that's how I feel. Literally, that's not yeah. how I feel, but I relate. No, de- and deeply. I and I think so. Like, I I don't say this a lot because I don't. Again, I don't want to claim something that doesn't belong to me. But uh, like, yeah, 
I do think that I fit the bill and probably am 100% demisexual, mm. which mm-hmm. for those who don't know is where you have to experience romantic and emotional attraction to someone in order to have want, form a sexual, want to have sexual yeah. in, uh, relationship with mm-hmm. them. Um, and I know that it's true. I know that mm-hmm. you know, anytime that I've, I've never, I'm not, have not had any like one night stands in particular. Uh, that's not true. But anytime it's been, even with someone, I'm like, I like you and I know we're going to end up being really close. The first couple times that I have sex with someone, I'm always dissociating. Ugh. And so yeah, it's one of these things where I'm like that. It couldn't be more true to me, but I don't talk about it because it just feels like, is this one more actual it's another, thing another thing that Annie's going to tag on exactly. to their list of things. That I'm makes like, me Is off. it yeah. even true? Is it true? Am I, is it just yeah. for clout? It's such a mental, like you said, it's yeah. just constant negotiation. I mean, that's literally been me with like my ADHD diagnosis. Me too. I, I'm like, I talk about it a lot and I live in it. And then I still, but I still have like these things where I'm like, People probably think, because like, you still get people being like, everyone's a little bit ADHD. And it's like, oh, oh definitely. Well, uh, you know. Mom, and then yeah. on top of that, it's like, I'm learning. I have these, like, learning disabilities. And it's like, and then it was like this thing where um, talking to my therapist about, like, potential other diagnoses of, like, oh, I might be dyslexic. I might have, um, like, maybe a little bipolar. You know what I mean? Bipolar, which, like, hasn't been diagnosed. But just, like having this exhaustion of like oh my god how much is wrong with me and like how much and are people even gonna like believe this is true or like if I relate to another diagnosis should I keep talking about it because people just probably think I'm like you know just like saying this to like join some kind of like like I feel like part of the reason why it took me so long to even when I was uh, diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder I knew I had anxiety for years but I still didn't want to um like communicate that with people because I didn't want to feel like I mean this was back in Tumblr days where everyone was talking about their mental health shit so I didn't want to just seem like I was like trying to join a mental mentally disabled you know disorder club or fucking whatever you know and it's just like for some reason people which for some reason is something that people like require of us Um, I know because I do like I'm like okay when, when I told someone I only have a panic attack twice a month yeah so they were like you should not be having panic attacks, like, almost ever. It's not like, and then having two a month is, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And it's when someone, like, sees that in you and is like, that's more than no- than you need than to normal. be experiencing. Yeah. You're like, oh, I do have an anxiety disorder. Right. It takes, like, an external validation for you to, like, accept that about yourself. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's completely, anyway, the point is, like, <laughs> We've gone very far, but yes. But it also completely makes sense to me that we ended up here because uh. it's everything that I was feeling while I was watching the episode. Mm. Like, it absolutely makes sense to me to just... Because I started with this moment of, like, oh, my mom is empath- like an empathetic care. It's just, it makes sense yeah. to me that we've gotten here Yeah. today. I mean, I think what's, what like, circling back to Steven, what I love about this show... And what I love about Steven's character, specifically, is that he, it seems like those mental gymnastics don't really exist for him. Yes. And that, like, going back to, like, this idea of the childhood that I wish I could have had. Sure. If you watch the show, like, he's just so himself. Right. 
And it doesn't seem like he's self-conscious about that. Um, and that maintains being true for a while. And it's really special to watch. I'm going to say something that I think is going to be profound. And if not, it's because it made sense in my head. Go for it. But there's a lot of consequences in the show and not a lot of punishment. Yes. Which I am suddenly realizing is a like a beautiful gift to us all. Yes, because that's not common. No. Usually, usually your consequences have punishments, and it doesn't have to be that way. No. And that's what I'm learning as I do things, because all of your actions have consequences, um, because that's like cause and effect. That's how it life happens. happens. You, you walk out the door. But I think that we are all so used to being punished. Yes. When there is a consequence. For an action. Yeah. Um, Because that's, I mean, you have to think, you know, when you're a kid and you do something that's quote unquote wrong, um, it's led with some kind of punishment, whether it's like a verbal whatever, or it's you acted up in school, so now you have to go, you know, write standards or I'm going to spank you or something like you're your actions have consequences and punishments. They're like hand in hand, typically. I've never, yeah, I can't think of a single time I was I was corrected course without there being a feeling Some of punishment. Some kind punishment, of punishment, right. Whether it's, you know, shame right. or guilt or whatever. Right, and... Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's get into it. Well, I mean, no, I mean, yeah. just like the, the... The fact that he did something and failed, and they were just like... I mean, I, I love that line where Amethyst's like, Two out of four work. That's fifty percent. And then immediately after, and it's and then the third one came around. The third that one raft. came around. Save but the day. what's but what's great is that like that's fifty percent, which is literally like a D. F. It's I like think. an F. Yeah, it's down there in like American, mm-hmm. you know, school whatever. But she's like so proud of him. She's like, yeah, well, half of it worked. That's great. And Pearl's like, who was even the one who was like, I do not want him doing this. Right. She realizes that. Giving him praise and giving him love for trying right, is more, not even like profoundly like she realizes that it's more important than her fear, but like in that moment, she's more proud of him than she is scared. Yeah. And because of that, she doesn't, like he, I, I don't think there's ever punishment in the show. That's- like from what I, from what I, like, in terms of, like, them as his parental figures right. and him being a kid who's trying and failing constantly in the right. show, um, he's never punished. And that's so special. Uh, and it's really, honestly, now it's hitting, and this is why I'm mm. glad that we're still on, like, we've we've done this journey done together. This because, circle, yeah. Like, it, it feels like if I could target that feeling of like consequences, not punishment at the mm. place of me that was like, I'm so disappointed that they failed on this mission. Yes. It honestly feels like if I could focus it enough at that, at that spot in my body where that feeling is, mm. I might be able to unlock it and just like, let mm. it go because that is the antidote, right? That is right. the antidote to being projecting shame and fear onto that moment is like, there are consequences that are not the same thing as punishment. Right. They're not, they're not the same. Woo! That's and 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 I've been thinking about that a lot as I've been in this place in my life. I mean, this podcast being a huge part of that, where I'm trying things, and I think because I'm so afraid 
of the consequences the consequences of my actions and that's like literally the phrase the consequences of your actions is something that I learned a lot mm, heard a like lot. I heard a lot when I was younger um and often of course as we are talking consequences and punishments are hand in hand a yeah. lot of times um almost inherently almost but, inherently but maybe not necessarily no I don't think it's necessary but I think that that's how it has that's how it is yeah. in in, I mean, look at the way America works. Yeah. Just in general. And right? how Christianity works. And, yes. Exactly. I no. don't think Buddhism, like, I don't, would never say I'm a Buddhist because yeah. why, why would I? But I think I believe a lot of the things that, that Buddhist yeah. monks have to say and, and mm-hmm. Buddhist scholars. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, I'm thinking it's something that's very non-Judeo-Christian. It's, yeah. To it's say, definitely, I mean, I mean, I mean, Jesus literally was nailed to the cross. Punishment punishment right right so so but meditation is all about about real yeah consequence right but not not punishment punishment. exactly um and so when i um oh my god i i forgot (laughs) giving adhd i was on a path i was saying something about um oh i'm this podcast is me doing something that could fail doing something that could um, potentially, could potentially not, like, people could not like it. People could. Could not like you. Could not like me. Could not like the things could that I'm like saying. Me. Could be angry. Yeah. I can't believe that came to me second. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate Well, you know that this is, like, my baby, and you're just, you know. Yeah. Annie's yeah. my cheerleader who also is integral to the creation of this podcast. I hope that's no pressure. It's, as, it's, it's a cheeseburger backpack to me. Ugh. Yeah, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying to help you support and I'm Yeah. But I am watching how in the last iteration of us trying to do a podcast, it kinda was like, meh. Yeah. And this time around, you're actually holding me accountable. Mm. Yeah, it's very different. Which is so interesting to me. Yeah. Because normally when I do podcasts, I'm the one being like, We should do XYZ. Yeah. But I think I think that part of why why it's coming to me easier this time. It's because I'm starting to realize that, like, I mean, again, thinking of failing forward mm-hmm. as a terminology that I am very connected to right now. Failing forward is not about punishment. No. It's about looking at the consequences of your actions and going, okay, what do I do with this now? Not punishing yourself for it. And punishment coming in many different forms. It could be, like, the law punishing you. It could be you punishing yourself. Right. You know what I mean? By not allowing yourself to do something again or stopping yourself from trying or anger, self-hatred, et cetera. Right. And I'm trying to, um, which I've never really thought of those things as punishment, but it, it is. It's a form of punishment. Oh, and definitely. I'm, and I'm at this point in my life where I'm really trying to allow myself to have fun. Right. And explore life and let what happens happens and just like have acceptance over those things and move forward without... All of the other, if we look at all of those things as general punishment without the punishment. Right. You know? And I'm, I'm thinking that, I think, I think, um, oh shit, Haley? Hallie? Hallie who? Who is your therapist's name? Hillary. Fuck. It's okay. Hi, Hillary. Hi, um, Hillary. I, <laughs> I think that this is like probably why she suggested 
moving forward on this and mm. I'm giving her a little backup here. I'm I'm just like I'm very so. yeah. not that it's my position to be proud of you, but in a Aww. psychological journey, I'm like this is where you find it is where you can team up where you can learn you can like meet joy uh, with a little bit of a challenge. Joy and exploration. Joy and exploration. We're like I'm I know, in as much as my ADHD brain is mm. like, is this? Am I going to be able to sustain meeting up? This is just I'm just being and transparent. I, and you know what? I think about this too. Actually, yeah. yeah. Just because I'm not a I'm not a Type A person. Yeah. I've got a lot of going on. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, okay, am I going to be able to sustain this? I'm worried about it. I'm stressed about it. But I haven't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to be watching an hour of TV at least in my life every week. Right. More like twenty. Yeah. Uh, the time obligation is not an issue here, obviously, right. but there's some sort of fear of commitment. And at the same, same time, yeah. you presented me with this kind of like secondary option after like a few months having originally talked about podcasting. Yeah. Not because it was an option for me. It was an option for you. You presented me with a second version of what this would look like right. where Steven Universe becomes the anchor of uh-huh. this podcast. Right. And... It is so rewarding to see what Steven Universe has spurred in our conversations. Mm. And, of course, the show itself is brilliant and it's wonderful. Of course. I don't care about it nearly as much as you do. <laughs> and yet, yeah. when, you're, when, when we're talking, I'm like, these are really, like, I'm having moments. Like, I'm actually feeling yeah. things while we're talking yeah. in a way that has not always been authentic to me in recording podcasts right has not always come authentically yeah in podcast recording and i think that i think that um the allowance of that comes a lot from the fact that i am i think i think the approach to this has been really different than anything that i've like it my approach to life right now is really different than it's ever been totally and um i'm seeing the benefits in my own life and we're seeing the benefits here like Mm -hmm. i literally was like I feel like I get excited every time I go to record because I'm like, I'm recording the third episode of a podcast. I've never gotten this far before. Yeah, right? And I swear next time we're, I'm gonna be like, I'm going to record the fourth episode. I've never gotten this far before. And then before. when the season closes, you're like, we're having another, we have a season oh my break? God, yeah. I can't believe it. I've never gotten this far before. And that's like what's driving it is like the joy and the exploration, not and the not the consequent punishment model. No. Right? And dare I say the support of the gems. Oh my god! Because they're giving us something to talk about. They are. I, I honestly kind of beautiful. This show could cry. I look when I tell you Rebecca Sugar fan club over here. She ever finds us. Oh my god! I also don't know what Rebecca Sugar's pronouns are. Shit! I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just telling you that because I'm not sure. I mean, also we should always ask. Yeah, and we can't because Rebecca's not here. Right now, no, we can look it up quickly, on Google, I'm and I bet there's someone who knows already and is like screaming at their their audio, like, yeah, "No, I'm it's sorry. us." Well, um, also, even like the name Rebecca's not gendered. Like, we don't, I know. We didn't need Yo, to go there. I did that. I know. I know. Everyone. No, it. Yeah, we're we're all exploring. We're exploring. Um, the first search is Rebecca Sugar pronouns. Yeah, there it is. Well, because I think that Rebecca has has there's there's a lot of gender discussion. Like there there has been like. Rebecca Sugar's been very public about that. As of 2021, Sugar uses, uh, Sugar's pronouns are, sorry, that's the appropriate way to say that, are both she and they. Got it. That's what I had thought. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, Rebecca Sugar is. Um, I'm like a huge fan. It's I, funny because they actually kind of look like Steven. Oh no, Steven. Okay, I haven't told you that Steven is based off of their little brother. That makes so a much lot sense. Of sense. Yeah, yeah. Steven is like a love letter to. I could cry. Rebecca Sugar's Jesus Christ younger brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is like holy fucking shit. And and I have, I swear to God, I'm putting this out here right now, episode three. If we ever have the opportunity to interview Rebecca oh. Sugar, give, for this give podcast, my blood, my clothes, my body, everything. I I don't know why I went there. No, I mean same. Um, I am. Uh, that is going to be like the pinnacle. In the very least, I want you two to meet. I've. I haven't met Rebecca Sugar, but I have been at a rooftop party where Rebecca Sugar stood less than three feet away from me, and I was too nervous to say anything. And I, but imagine if you had a podcast. Had I that actually might make me more Steven nervous. Universe <laughs> that you were just like, listen, I'm such a huge fan. This is, I mean, I'm not even as like a. I'm trying to show off thing, but it's no, so, but it's so like authentic. A, it's like, I, yes, I'm trying. I'm, yeah. I'm about to try and cold email my absolute favorite writer Ugh. just because I've mentioned her at least three times in my book. Yeah. And so the, the dedication I, f- and I mean, it's so fucked up, but like, I feel very validated in my effect, like affection, affection for her where right. I'm like, you don't understand how much I appreciate like you. You have literally changed You've me. You've changed me in a way that I had <laughs> yeah. to include it in this book multiple mm-hmm. times. Right. I'm not just doing this because I like. I feel like it's it's gonna look good. Like I'm doing it because no. it genuinely, and I think people know. Yeah, people, people do can know. feel it. It's 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 so, it's so. Um, well, I've given her my space yeah. on my page. Not that I, not that right. my, my my property on the page is valuable to anyone, but like <laughs> I'm saying, like I've. I've given you something because in terms I, of space. I've, right. I've because given I you. want I want you to have that because, because I, I like honor you. you and I love you. <laughs> I know. I mean, I swear to God, clearly I honor and love clearly Rebecca you Sugar. Love Rebecca I'm Sugar. Literally out here every fucking week recording yeah, this podcast absolutely. about their show yeah. that I'm obsessed with. No. And I swear to God, I talk about the show endlessly. Like not like this podcast is just a drop in the bucket of my obsession with the show. Right. Um Anyway, I could literally talk forever. I know we both could, but I feel like we're getting to a point. We're getting to fanatic point. fan zone that we should probably avoid. Right. Yeah. You know, because this is. We had a wonderful. We had a wonderful discussion. discussion. Um, for context, for anyone listening, we've been like pre-recording a lot of these. And eventually we are going to be, you know, playing not catch up, but like. We're going to launch, like, after we've got a couple under our belt. So, but I'm really looking forward to the discussions. I, I really hope that uh, we find a good platform for dialogue somehow. For dial- I don't know. Yeah. If, um, I mean, I guess if you have suggestions, we um, Are will have already. It. Upvote them. Up, uh, back to the upvoting. I think that we need to create some sort of, like, com- communication account. Yeah, I'll look into it. Okay. I will look into it. And hopefully by the time that this is already posted, it's already been sorted because, I will have. So I'd like to talk. I'd like yeah. to hear more about what people are thinking about these things. Well, my thing with everything that I do, and this will be my closing statement, my closing statement as if I'm like giving a speech. No, it is a closing um, statement. My closing statement, and hopefully people can already feel this with 
what we've been doing here is all I want in my life. I'm getting big here. All I want in my life is to foster community. Word. I want to foster vulnerable, compassionate community. Forgiving community. Forgiving, loving community where people can learn and grow and connect. And um, that doesn't necessarily have to be big community. That doesn't, I don't know what that's going to look like, right? But I want so desperately for people to connect with this podcast and to communicate with each other, to mm. communicate with us, for us to like be able to bring in things that start coming up yeah, um, and talk about them here. Um, I don't know what everything's like. Who knows what this is going to turn into? I'm open, right? I'm open too. Um, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And so please engage whatever engage y'all got to yeah. say. If anything, our ears and our hearts are open. Totally. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like right now, but that's like what I am the most excited for. And, um, you know, that's all, that's all I'm looking forward to in life. I also do say all of that with the caveat that my ADHD is severe. And so <laughs> I'm sorry. I will not, if there is a comment section somewhere, can't promise. No, I'm more of the, I'm more of the uh, person who would rather have a live stream well, and I was just going to say, and maybe this is, maybe this is how it gets. Maybe we have a discord. Maybe it, you see, um, you said something I don't know. And I, okay. think, <laughs> I, I believe it's possible. I just have been thinking about this in different podcasts. Cause I'm a huge woman's sports fan. So I'm like, Love. can I have a talk show while the games are on? Oh, um, which is one of that's my, cool. one of my errands I'm doing today is, um, going to a watch party. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I do, I would love to do live cause I too, Mm. And I, as someone who's had a little taste of podcast semi-fame, ooh, not not really fame, just like you said, like a, a, a group Maybe. of people who knows, who tunes in every week. And, and cares. Yeah, and is like, is where was the episode today? <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't know it was that serious, but I appreciate but it. But thank you. Yeah. Like, even two emails. Can, oh. It's like, oh my God, I, I cannot believe that two people listened to XYZ. I'm, yeah, genuinely. And, ma- and then said... This is how I responded emotionally, which I am sure is exactly how Rebecca Sugar feels, knowing that we're sitting here dedicating s- hours of our time I to know. their podcast, their show. I know. And yeah. the fact that we're, like, not even the first. No. That's crazy. Yeah. Steven Universe is a fucking gem to the world. Truly. And Amethyst and <laughs> Pearl. <laughs> with Garnet. Morgan. And, and Annie. Annie. Wait, Garnet's <laughs> how it ends? No, it's, uh... Believe in Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl, and Steven. And Steven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Why did we start singing that? I don't know. You started it. I know, I'm but it made it. sense to me because I thought we were, you said something. That you felt was a closer? That you, I th- yeah. You it felt was like it was a closer? It was, I thought you said something that was a closer, and I was like. You're like, and, and we're just going to sing now. And Pearl. And, and Steven. And Annie. And, and Annie. Annie. Yeah. <laughs> and, Morg- and Morgie. And, and Morgan. Morgie. Please never. I fucking don't call don't me that. Don't ever. Don't call Don't me call that. her that. Don't look her in the eye. Don't, don't call her that. Call me Morgie. Um, I know. It's, I don't like Icky. it. Ew. Um, yes. We'll see about, we'll look into it. We'll look into some kind of chatting, live things, someday. That must have been what it was. That That's what we were talking saying. about. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And... We and will thanks catch for sharing. You. And thanks to you. Oh, thank 
you. And likewise, yeah. Amy, thank you for your vulnerability. You as well. Thank you for almost crying. Almost twice. Couple times. Couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hopefully my my mission is to make you cry. Oh, it'll happen. Yeah, we're not even that deep. It's oh. you're if you're already feeling it, I'm already holy feeling Holy fucking it. shit, Annie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. even ready for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Morgan's Universe. Bye. Bye.